0: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here is Marek Larwood. Hello Marek, how are you?
1: I, am, I have lately been allergic to something, I can't tell what it is.
0: I've, uh, I had that when I was a lot younger and you can go to the hospital and get a test done. Do you know what they do?
1: They put lots of things on your back, different allergy things. It
0: was on my arm, actually. But uh, they they draw lots of little circles on your arm with numbers on, and then they get little vials, and they get out little individual razors, and they dip it in the vial, and then they prick uh, that circle with it. And if it flares up, then you're allergic to it. So they've got little liquid... Goose and liquid dust and liquid, you know, liquid goose, liquid goose. They've got that. I don't know how they've done it, but they've when are done you it. ever
1: going to count? I mean, you're going to know it's if not, you've met
0: a goose. Yeah, it's not. It's not checking whether you're allergic to liquid goose because that's not very common. But I think it's like goose geese. down, goose down feathers and stuff. Oh, know, I forgot about that for the, pillows. Oh, yeah. I thought
1: you think. Oh, I was thinking just geese. Know, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. quite an odd one. Yeah, yeah. yeah orcas, like orcas an elephant allergic elephant. to orcas. I mean, imagine that. If they tested you for things like geese, you'd have literally thousands of cuts all over your body <laughs> different things it was about 40 things though I think mm. yeah but well, there you 40 go 40 cuts well you can get that done you can get that done um, if you're in if you're in trouble well this is a film podcast yeah it's getting towards Christmas but our listeners might be listening to this throughout at different points of the year
0: well the the uh, we pre record these podcasts. So, uh, this is actually coming out on Friday when uh, Star Wars will already have been out. We're not going to talk about it this week because it hasn't come out yet. We're in the past. But also, so you.
1: Only just. We're just missing Star Wars. We're so. just
0: missing it. So, just uh, you have a chance to watch it before we clearly spoil the, the whole thing. Um, but we will be re- releasing next week's episode on Christmas Day. Uh, the 25th of December and we will talk about Star Wars next week um, so no
1: one's going to be listening to it on the 25th of December what do you mean
0: everyone everyone crowds around the uh, the fire and listens to film Fandango it's the new tradition um, well, it's Christmas delivered Mary
1: they are showing Star Wars at my uh, local picture house at one minute past
0: twelve ok so they can get the why isn't everyone doing that surely they make a load of money it's a good idea though isn't it it is yeah I'm going I'm on Thursday. I'm going to. Uh, Is
1: it come out Thursday or Friday.
0: Thursday here, yeah. We get it before America apparently. Um, okay, I don't know why, but uh, yes, uh, I'm very much looking forward. I'm going to try it. and
1: go and see it on Friday if it's not sold everywhere.
0: Yeah, because it will. The internet. It's one of those films that the internet will just spoil immediately, won't it? Um, I mean, everyone will go, I'm not going to spoil it. But, oh, my God, I can't believe that well, we'll famous spoil guy Christmas dies. Day. Yeah, we probably will. It will ruin Christmas. And anyway, I went to the cinema. What did you see? Was it a sci-fi epic?
1: No. It was Carol.
0: <laughs> Carol. How Christmassy.
1: Because, well, there's Christmas bits in it, yeah. There's lots of snow coming down.
0: Christmas Carol.
1: There's lots of snow coming down in it. But, clearly, if you're going to show uh, anywhere outside with snow... It's gonna cost an absolute shitload yeah. to cover everything. So it's always like the snow started falling. Yeah. So it's quite thick but everywhere's quite green. And I noticed that a few times I thought, surely this snow would have settled by now. But obviously you can't do it you can't do it on a hill in the background. It yeah,
0: it's people. the same with rain. Rain and snow, very expensive. It's why people in films tend to get uh in general wetter than people on television. Do you know, um I once did a thing
1: where we had snow in it. Yeah. Do you know what the company is who make snow? No. It's a company... It's made out of paper. Is it? They covered the whole thing. We did a thing um, set in uh, Narnia. I did a sketch show called Laura Bell and Him. And I wrote a sketch about a bloke who was trying to find his beers and he got really pissed off that his wife kept moving around. And he went into his cupboard. He went into Narnia and the fawn had stolen his, his beers and was covered. OK, yeah. But the whole thing was covered in snow. And it's all paper. It's all made out of little bits of paper. And so
0: very flammable,
1: and it was called that Snow Business. The company is that the co-
0: well best that name, Snow Business best name. Best name. I've actually heard um, uh, a story. It might be apocryphal, but I'll spread it around anyway. Uh, that Russell Crowe was such a bell end on the filming of Les Miserables that he would sometimes rock up two hours late to set um, where it would be covered in snow. It would be a set, you know, of uh, of Paris covered in the, the paper you've just described. Um, and he'd be shouting at everyone just like well let's let's uh, let's get on with this then come on and he'd be smoking really? he'd be smoking in this fucking closed set covered in tiny bits of paint wow
1: <laughs> but in the in the theatre in a, in this play um the snow comes down from the snow machine yeah and if it gets in your mouth, it's horrible cuz it's little it's it's almost like little, tiny bits of plastic bag that have been ripped up into right the, yeah yeah which is horrible yeah cuz you swallow it and you're definitely toxic oh
0: dear well carol well, carol Carol. Carol
1: is set in the 1950s. As that often happens, it's got the same, a real similar feel to it as a film I've very recently seen. Which you know, is what? Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, which is yeah. about the Irish well, girl they, going they've to. They've come out very close to each other. Yes, yeah, so it's set in New York in the 1950s. Yeah. And it's a love story. But, it's, and one of the characters works in a department store. So there's lots of. Uh, it feels very similar to Brooklyn.
0: Is it like a, a Bugs Life ants? Thing, where they the two same this, films have come out at the same time there been a
1: few of these what was the other one the other, there was one a couple of year ago some sort of t- t- sci-fi one or I can't remember there's been a few they're quite similar. it happens a lot happens oh a white, lot. White, white, white House Down whatever it is oh yeah yeah two of them came out at the same time yeah, what was it both the White House coming down I can't remember where they were
0: yeah it was just an assault on the White House and the President being involved yeah, wasn't it Basically, two White in- House Down and uh, Olympus Has Fallen yeah two yeah. in the space of a week it's a sim-
1: very similar feel in terms of it, it's really slow. It's a, It's got a young sort of girl going through, you know, maybe not as naive as the character in Brooklyn, but quite naive, working in a department store mm. who sort of uh, falls in love. But this is uh, a lesbian story, a lesbian love story. Right. I in really the 1950s,
0: love... I mean, there's conflict already. Yes,
1: because the. Um, so what it is, is really Mara plays a young uh, lady. Uh, Kate, and she's the, she's the girl in the
0: dragon tattoo.
1: In the in American dragon tattoo, the remake, really, yes. Which is one of the few remakes which is equally as good, I would say, as the original. Is that
0: right? Um, I've not seen any of it.
1: Um, and Kate Blanchett is playing this woman who's got uh, going through a divorce with her husband. She's had a sort of dalliances in the past with ladies. Yes, and she has a daughter so t- there are two stories it's a love story and it's her and Kate Blanchett's story about the difficulties of the husband and who's going to look after the child it's very very slow it feels a lot like Brooklyn one thing I've really noticed from this film I think a lot of time when you watch films set in the 50s things you take away are quite odd yeah and I think I took away from this film is why is it that all the cars in the 1950s were really beautiful.
0: They are uh, well because they weren't safe. That's why. And slowly, now, slowly as you got into the seventies and eighties, and certainly by the nineties, just everything slowly started to look like a Saab. Um, and, and, and until now, pretty much all cars look like a Saab because um, it's safe. It's the safest shape. Why can't they make
1: cars that beautiful that safe? They're just works of art. They're stunning, every, aren't they? Every single car that comes in. I'm, I'm not even someone who... Like, I've got no interest in cars or yeah. vehicles or anything like that. But they're so beautiful. Yeah. And even the sort of 1950s look of everything looks beautiful. I just think, why, when did it... Was it just the 70s? But I still think it's now.
0: Everything just looks really shit. 80s cars looked shit, didn't they?
1: Yeah. like they The 80s boxes. idea of
0: what cool is. It is, mm. is, looks like sheet metal hammered together. Like, it's not, it's not things of beauty. Um, although, I mean, yeah, it's I'm sort of glad we don't die in horrendous car accidents as often now. But you're right. I mean, there's something...
1: They're gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Even, even something as sort of cute and uh, diminutive as the Mini, you know. Which,
1: that's one of the good remakes, but the Volkswagen, isn't that? There was a Volkswagen at Beetle advert at the start of this. Yeah. And I thought, God, the new Beetle just looks shit. You, yeah. You've not managed to capture Well, the new Mini charm.
0: is enormous. It's an enormous car. I think car. it's quite a good remake. It is. It is. It's quite good, but it's not a small car anymore because it needs to be safe. The old minis, apparently, the strongest part of them was the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this anecdote. Uh, but was the uh, the shaft that held the steering wheel. So if you had a head-on collision, that would just go straight through the driver. Wow. But it's a cutesy little fun car, you know. That's that's why they all, they're all now really boxy, but with curves.
1: This is turning to blooming top gear
0: Bloody t- well, we should. They should get us on that. We'd be, we'd be quality. I don't have a driver's license, but that would be good. Um, so it's quite a long film. Uh, Does it?
1: Did it uh, tee you up for Christmas? Seeing a lesbian in, in the snow? I film? think it wasn't. It was all unsaid, really. Right. Is it? Uh, and another thing is was an odd thing. I mean, it's not really like In the test card, you know, at the start. Yeah is it called Jessica, the, the sort of uh, yeah. the, the date the, the, which tells you the uh,
0: it's the it's the the trailers are over sign with the with its name and certificate and David Cook's uh, scrawling child's handwriting yes
1: certificate sign basically said really said that one scene this spoilers here that one scene one sexual scene in it <laughs> so
0: <laughs> oh, you, you go oh ok that, I know what's going to happen now. it's
1: almost like you spoil the f- yeah, yeah. You spoiled the film by saying what it is. Well, you
0: could almost browse for what you're looking for of an evening by just looking through the certificate uh, information. You just go mild, violent references. No, that doesn't sound like it's for me. Why do they?
1: You know, before you're going in, what you looking?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty yeah. much.
1: It's too late when you're sitting down to go. Oh no, dog gets bummed. Yeah. You know, then you take the kids out at that point. You should be told before you go in. That was quite odd.
0: Well, they, it all add, it all adds up with the the algorithm the BBFC has to the one certificate rating, doesn't it? But yeah. Yeah, it does seem odd to just have some spoilers at the beginning. Of I, the I've never but. been in the, when
1: the film we've been directly
0: spoiled by the yeah, car, yeah. No, and luckily I passed it on to our yeah. uh,
1: listeners. It should um,
0: be part of it. Should be one shocking twist, just so you're not too shocked and you fall down and have a heart attack. Uh,
1: but Kate Blanchett is brilliant. Rooney really, Mara is excellent as well. But nothing... And that was my main criticism of Brooklyn. Brooklyn was so slow, and in one of the leads, them bloke in it was shit. This bit, you've got, I think, better... Uh, 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 these two, these two are both brilliant, but...
0: Who's the husband?
1: The husband is played by uh, Carl Chandler. He plays no, a dad no. in Super 8, and he's been in lots of things. Oh, but he's, okay. in the, he's in American football sort of a series on what's it called The f- were, it was Friday Night, Night, Night Lights. Lights I think he's in that as well ok uh, but it's just about those two just not enough really happened there are two brilliant scenes I think the final scene is absolutely superb and there's a uh, scene where Kate Blanchett's arguing with Carl Chandler which is just really wonderful really moving scenes yeah and I thought well if you've got these moments of drama which are brilliant why can't you just do more of that in it? It was so just... Mildly... It's a suggestion and just the restraint... A bit like a Jane Austen novel set in the 50s, where yeah. nothing really happened. It's all in the, sort of the looks and the language and the fleeting touch here and uh, a suggestive look, you know, or you know, a smile at the corner of someone's lips, which is good. Yeah. But this is a two-hour-long film. Yeah. And I think they could have pushed it a bit more. I mean, the 50s... Uh, I, I felt really at home in that I like watching it's beautiful to watch the clothing's beautiful yeah. the style it's wonderful the I, 1950s look of everything the cars yeah. it just feel a bit more
0: peaceful What I, I realised something watching the trailer for Carol which is depending on which one it is but is long but it's an entirely montage you know shots of looks between people and there's no story in the trailer at all but it goes on for forever and and i i'd be interested if this is the case i just got the sense that it's stunningly acted and all looks beautiful but because of how uh, because of the quality of cameras and images these days it all looks like an incredibly high production value music video or advert for a department store. It didn't. You, I didn't feel like I would get any sense of a reality to it because it's all so beautiful, every single frame. Do you know what I mean? That, that this, yeah, you can detach from reality by making everything stunning.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought that, yeah, and I, I met. I bumped into someone who else has seen it on the way here, and they made a really good point. They said they didn't know which was the main story in it. Right. Whether it was Kate Blanchett's story or Rooney Mara's story and it' sort of, it sort of flickered between them both, and I mm. agree with that that it didn't have you didn't know if is it a story about sort of Rooney Mara finding herself and uh, uh, her sexuality is it a story of Kate Blanchett you know finding her independence in an age where it's difficult to get and they're really good i I prefer it to Brooklyn, which I thought Brooklyn right. was I thought something was going to happen and it never really happened. Uh, but this is it has talks Oscar talk about it. Right. Carol does, and I don't th- think it's up there. I give it seven marricks. Any film
0: with an already famous person in that their character's name is the title is up for Oscars, isn't I mean, it? I Carol's mean, Carol's a terrible name for a, it. It is terrible. Um, the uh, the worst titled film of this year, though, I still think is Spring, which is. It tells you absolutely nothing about yeah. it, and it's actually a supernatural horror romance. And yeah. <laughs> it's spring, <laughs> and it's good. And the title's absolutely appalling. But,
1: but uh, uh, I, um, I'm a bit worried that Kate Blanchett's clearly had some work done on her cheeks. I think oh really. Filler. And you don't need as much of feel stare that she needs yeah. to do that.
0: Although, these days, you probably it'd be hard to tell whether it's surgery or whether it's digital tinkering afterwards. I mean, I've heard yeah. stories about the amount of touching up that whether the actor has any control over that or not, but that Keira Knightley or Sandra Bullock or whoever gets when they're in films, you know? Yeah.
1: But I do think there's something in it... I mean, I, I do... Romances, as romances go, I've just finished reading Fingersmith, which I didn't even realise was a... Fingersmith? Have you read it? Have you heard of it? No. By Sarah Waters. Is it filthy? No, it's about, it's set in the Victorian times, that's another lesbian romance as well.
0: Really, I really enjoyed it. She's a Fingersmith, is that what she's known for?
1: There's there's a pickpocket, were called. Oh,
0: right, okay. Um, But there's a double meaning in that title, isn't
1: there? No. Are oh, you uh, making it really queen? I don't really like to go down that. <laughs> the that only far. information
0: I've got to go on is it's called Fingersmith and it's a lesbian romance. I, I mean, just, what else are you going enjoy, to do you enjoy? I enjoy. Right.
1: The good thing about.
0: It, I enjoy good. Uh, I enjoy good lesbian romance. Turns out you do. Although you didn't enjoy the sex scene in uh, no, Boys The Warmest I Colour. I don't like
1: the sex scene. How was like the, the one,
0: whole... one sexual scene in this one?
1: I mean, it was just. It was more... I think it was more delicately hand, delicately, delicately handled.
0: Yes. Well, also, there was stuff in the press around Blue is the Warmest Colour as well about how they had sort of been taken... The actresses had been taken advantage of by the director in the filming of that scene. And so it probably adds a certain level of uh, discomfort to watching it as well. The fact that, you know, they were made to do this scene for days.
1: I just think they've been... I think in terms of... The, the, the people in love what's really great about this film is I think it captures two people in love really well yeah which Blue is the Warmest Colour did brilliantly as well captures that feeling of what I associate it with with you know what I think is the truest point to actually make you know showing love on film whereas most Roman blokes I mean the blokes are just trying to bone someone
0: yeah yeah but they good. they have chemistry do they um Kate Blanchett and Rooney yeah, Mara
1: sort of yeah, it just felt like it could have gone another... G- it felt that a lot of the ingredients were there for a great film. But I think maybe it was a story. There weren't enough of these juicy... Yeah. Or maybe it was the, the director.
0: So how many Maricks would Seven you give? Seven Maricks. It? Seven Maricks for Carol. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether the Oscars come a-knocking for Kate Blanchett. She's certainly now in the... Uh, She's certainly now of that sort of cadre of actors who could potentially cadre? get cadre. N- is it not a cadre? What would you call a what group of fu- actors?
1: I've never even heard of cadre. You not heard
0: of a cadre? C A D R E. I'm looking up now. Do it, but of actors who um, couldn't pot- potentially get nominated for an Oscar whenever they do a film. You know, cadre.
1: A small group of people specially trained for a particular purpose or profession. There you go. A cadre of professional managers.
0: There you go. So it was the correct word. What are you A on group about? of
1: activists in a communist or other revolutionary organisation. So that's the specific... Here's an example. He was an activist in the cadre. Where
0: well, we go? I've learned a Oop. new word. Welcome to Word Wang Dango.
1: New word. Yeah. Cadre. Cadre. Repeat. There you go. Cadre. Yeah, there you C-A-D-R-E. <laughs> hey. yeah. Cadre.
0: Oh, well, you're welcome. Um, Merry Christmas. That's my gift to you.
1: Well, we've had a really good Christmas present. Hmm. Um...
0: I'm moving on to the next section. Do it, do it. Do oh, do actually, with that stuff? in mind, uh, we uh, we've received a. Is it, that's what's about the really good you, Christmas present. Oh, right. You want to read that one first? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um,
1: this is from Ben Evans. Here kind of please cars as usual. Hi, uh, Marek, David, and Buddy, and other nearby animals and or guests. I realise this isn't the answer me po- this podcast. But I have done what David suggested a couple of weeks ago and composed some music to comp- complement Marek's wonderful singing and create an amazing jingle for your letter section. Thank you for your constant inadvertent Netflix plugging. Oh, that through your constant inadvertent Netflix plugging, I've recently signed up. Anyway, I've received, received an email from Netflix entitled, We've just added a film you might like. A Very Murray Christmas. I'm afraid Netflix were wrong. I to turn it off after ten minutes, but it got me thinking. Apart from this, has Bill Murray ever been in a bad film? I managed to think of seven good films without the use of the internet and can't think of a bad one. Hope you like the song and keep watching the films. Can we just play this song first of all? Yes, here
0: is, it, is, uh, is our new uh, letters jingle. Thank
1: you, um, Ben Evans. This really made my day. Let's
0: listen to it now.
1: Thank you, Ben Evans. We have a jingle, and we've got a shorter version. Which, if you don't like that, you'll hear the shorter version every <laughs> every week bloody
0: week. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Bill Murray. Phil. Bill Murray. Well, we can talk about uh, yeah that. I mean, the Bill a very Murray Christmas um, has been made especially for Netflix and is a sort of it's a. TV Christmas special, really, not a movie, but it's directed by Sophia Coppola, and it's just Bill Murray and a load of celebrities doing a sort of Christmas show. I've oh, not watched okay. it yet, but the Netflix are pushing it quite hard because Bill Murray's not done much in a while. So, and he's got that sort of charming lounge singer feel to him, and he's there with a you know with a piano and in a suit and all of that, and gets people on to sing Christmas songs. It looks quite fun, but I might watch it. I might watch it. It's not really a movie, though. I don't think.
1: I'm looking through his
0: IMDb, IMDB list,
1: and I can't think of anything that is rubbish. I've not seen Osmosis Jones.
0: I've not seen Osmosis Jones.
1: And I've not seen Garfield 2. Oh, I no, presume no, A Tale of
0: Two Kitties. No, I mean, Garfield 1 isn't strong.
1: He was he only did the voice of that, so I forgive him for that.
0: Well, you know why he did the voice, though? No. Because the guy who originally did the voice on the cartoons was doing a Bill Murray impression and it annoyed him he didn't get any money for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I've just seen it as I'm beating He's
1: appearing in Ghostbusters.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, r- Rumoured okay. or actually? He's on the list here. Oh, wow. Because he wasn't going to for ages. Um, I did see
1: one I thought was really boring. ...called Hyde Park on the Hudson. Have you seen that? Hyde
0: Park on Hudson, no. It looked boring from the trailer. He plays the president, doesn't he? Yeah, he he
1: plays the president and they go and visit... I can't... uh, The king and queen visit them. Right. Um, It's just a bit boring.
0: All right. Um, he's never boring in stuff though is he
1: he was still good yeah no he's still entertaining to watch and everything
0: like yeah he is just good have you seen coffee and cigarettes which is hit and miss Jim Jarmusch um, anthology film of lots of little black and white shorts of people sharing coffee and cigarettes and just talking to each other some of them are fantastic yeah it, but he's with Rizza and Jizer of the uh, Wu-Tang clan uh, but he's serving them coffee and they recognise him as uh, Ghostbuster Bill Murray and he's trying to uh, pretend it's not he's not who he is. Is it good? It's really good, yeah. Um, well, uh,
1: thank you Ben Evans. I hope we went some way to answer your question. Um, uh, Have we got more letters since yeah. we've
0: had the jingle?
1: Yes, here is one. Some people <laughs>
0: like writing <laughs> letters, letters, letters. <laughs> okay, this is from Christopher Dodd and he says, please read this out in the voice of a Kusadasi Turkish bazaar salesman What's a Kusadasi
1: uh, Some kebabs probably uh, Can you do a Turkish Well I've uh, given you the computer so uh, Give me
0: yeah give me give me a
1: quick glass of Turkish What's it? Uh, I to can really do it <laughs> A lot of it's a lot of zeds and it's, it's Turkish and and it's all in the back of your throat like you're coughing well, a yeah, that might sound racist but um...
0: uh, what well, he wants a, a ku Turkish bazaar salesman who's putting on the full Swami charm to sell his goods to an attractive British female tourist with ample cleavage on display this like some so odd fantasy it's a bit yeah like it's gonna voice something um okay I recently went to see Spectre. What a disappointment. Never before have I sat in a Bond film and thought I could do better. Opening action scene. What a joke compared to any of the Pierce Brosnan action scenes and it falls flat. Has anyone forgotten the tank chase scene in Russia in Goldeneye? The chase through London on boats in the world is not enough. I think the whole world has gone mad thinking Daniel Craig is a good Bond. He's not even a good actor. I could do better. So, if Barbara Broccoli is listening, come on, ditch Daniel and give Chris Dodd a chance. Mom, I won't let you down. Candle Guards, Chris. Um, so, uh, not think- much love for the new uh, the new bonds there. I mean, I I think they're overhyped and losing their soul somewhat. Um, or struggling to maintain sort of relevance in, in the uh but even in he... the modern world, but I'm I, I like Casino Royale, and I think it's the best one in a long, long time. But I I don't think Skyfall and Spectre are anything to to celebrate, to be honest.
1: Even he was suggesting it was dated, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the Brosnan ones, though, if you watch them, are also incredibly dated. Now, I thought GoldenEye was all right. Yeah, I rewatched it recently. I used to love GoldenEye, and I've just found it a bit boring and a bit awkward and embarrassing. Has it aged, but? Yeah, or... I think it has. It has. Um, but yes, well there you go, Bond. What's it gonna do to stay stay alive? Um, here's a letter from Connor Connor Lavelle. Uh,
1: dear David America buddy, the action should be Irish, halfway between Burnham and Black Books, or Dougal from Father Ted. Are you all right with that? Or just go with your usual Irishy one? For sure, tis grand to be sure. <laughs> I'll do that one. I took your advice and went and watched, dear Zachary, knowing absolutely nothing about it. I agree that it it was nothing like I'd seen before. I won't say anything that would take away from someone else's experience. But would you agree that while the storytelling is masterful from start to finish, some of the other filmmaking elements are a bit weak in the middle part? I also really enjoyed the review of Kajaki recently, but ex-military guy who said it was really authentic. And close to his experience of being in the army. So it was. I'm adding that little detail. The film itself was excellent too. Uh, while writing from experience, it is not a guarantee that the script is going to be great. It sure doesn't hurt. I did it really badly. Okay, here is a question What is the best bottle episode movie you've seen? I'd have to see Barry directed by Rodrigo Cortez and carried by a great performance by Ryan Reynolds is up there for me. Keep watching the films, con. P.S. Since Donald Gleason's name will be coming up a lot with the Star Wars seven on the way, you should probably know that his first name is pronounced
0: Donal. How do you, how do you, uh, Donal? Don Donal. Donal. Don, like in, donut. Donal.
1: Donal. Oh. And Cersei Rowland's first name is pronounced Cersha. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, because we didn't know. We didn't Saoirse. know. Cersha. She's in Brooklyn, isn't she?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, Cersha. Cersha and Donald Donal. Good to know. Good to know. Thanks very much, Connor. Some people Let writing write. letters, letters. So, uh, what was his question there? Best, Best bottle episode. of Films. Um, I don't know what you call them when they're films because they're not episodes, are they? Um, but uh there's there's they it tends to be uh something they do with very low budgets because obviously shooting in one location really lowers the cost of things there's some fantastic ones out there buried he's mentioned already i think is good i enjoyed it ryan you reynolds enjoyed the car what, underground. You? what's his name um oh lock yeah mm-hmm. lock with uh, tom hardy in a car for the whole thing um People laugh about it now because of the sequels, but actually Saw, the first Saw film, mm. is very good. I think there is some stuff outside of that room, actually, um, as well, if I recall. But the stuff with Carrie Ells and your other man chained to radiators in a bathroom with a dead man in between them is all very good.
1: Uh, my friend Paul Waller told me about loads of um, bottle episodes, and one, one of the most ingenious ones. Yeah. I reviewed one recently this year, which I thought the action was good, but this one was a horror one.
0: Cube came out
1: about 10 uh, years yeah, ago yeah.
0: is it a bottle episode because yeah. they've used one set but it's it's technically what, a sprawling enormous that's what they've done it they've yeah. used the same I think it, count, they've,
1: it counts as one set yeah. they've used science fiction to yeah. make it triplicated. Cl-
0: classic ones that everyone celebrates now and now that I've seen it I can join in celebrating 12 Angry, Men. Twelve Angry Men and yeah. Rear Window as well yes which is all in one room yeah and look yeah like a voyeur um what other good ones are there? There's quite a few there. There are quite a few. There's one in the few. lift. Is it called Devil? Devil, that's an M. Night Shyamalan, isn't well, it? I quite enjoyed it. Shyamalan, the didn't see it. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs is all one room, apart from the stuff at the beginning. But then it's all in one warehouse, isn't it? Yes. Pretty much. Apart from the stuff, you know, walking down the street. Do, 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 do Would it count
1: as a bottle episode?
0: Probably would. Uh, well, almost, almost phone booth have you seen phone booth um colin farrell in a phone booth yes i thought it was all right it's okay isn't it there's a lot there there's a lot they, they can be really good but th- that whole thing of restrictions tend to force you to be more creative than you would otherwise have been you mm. know i think i think some of some of the best writing is done with a single location
1: I might set Bumming man in a single location.
0: What what location would that be? Toilets. A toilet. Oh that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one's done that, have they? What, set a film about a superhero bumming man in a toilet? I don't think anyone's well, done he's that. Well I'm not saying a superhero. Have you not? No. Oh, what is he? Why is, this is
1: he a Man's My Long Running Film that I haven't mentioned for about six
0: months. <laughs> but Merrick's trying to get it off the ground as a movie, uh, very slowly. But that
1: would help if it was in a bottle episode, episode, wouldn't it? It would help
0: a lot. It would help a lot. Have you um, have you talked about casting of the bumming man yet? Who are you looking for? Who's your number one choice? Well, I need to look at people's bums first. Oh, sure, sure. Is that not on spotlight? No, the actors' take... uh, database. Asked, there, <laughs> should, there
1: should be a a um, a, bum body light. Po- a body part spot one. bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. some people <laughs> like
0: writing letters okay
1: is, um, is, is are there any more about... this week or is that a, a... there's a couple of Christmas ones and films of the year ones well we'll
0: read those out in
1: later but, episodes yes then, we'll lead, uh, we'll just do um, we'll just do one then that's not uh, a, a Christ- Christmasy
0: okay who's this from this is from Duncan Macmillan Um, he he says he was going to ask for a strong Scottish-slash-Fife accent, but on hearing David's accent, recent attempt at that accent, maybe not, unless Merrick would like to have a go. Well, do you want to have a go at Fife? No, I do not. No? I just did it as a schemy Scotsman. Oh, do you? Which I think is utterly fair. Um, <laughs> I mean everyone from Fife. Jesus. Right. Um, <laughs> my family's from that region. I feel obliged to oh, okay. do OK. OK. Um Hey buddy, David and Marek, having just listened to your recent podcast in which you discussed the Eddie Marsan film Still Life, you mentioned that you hadn't as yet seen Filth starring the aforementioned Eddie Marsan and Joanne Froggart. At the time, I was extremely surprised that James McAvoy was not among the BAFTA nominees for Best Actor. That got me to thinking, although I thought he gave an excellent solo performance as Bruce, Robert- Bruce Robertson, the homophobic, racist, sexist police officer in the adaptation of Irvine Welsh's novel... Was it my own Scottish perspective that clouded my judgement? Or was it that his performance wasn't any better than the other nominees Bruce Dern, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Tom Hanks, who for the majority weren't British? I know that he was awarded Best Actor for this role at the British Independent Film Awards, the Empire Awards, and unsurprisingly, the Scottish BAFTAs, as well as being awarded the British Actor of the Year by the London Critics Circle in 2014 which might lead to uh, lead you to think he merited a nomination. I would appreciate your thoughts on both James McAvoy's performance, if you get round to watching Filth, and on BAFTA's lack of recognition for predominantly British actors at a British Film Awards celebration. Thanks for your insight and knowledge in all your years of the Film Fandango podcast. Yours, Duncan. Um, I haven't seen Filth. Have you seen Filth? No, I haven't seen it. He's just... riding a pig, isn't he, on the poster? He's a policeman and it's it seems a bit like, um, almost like a Scottish version of, uh, oh, what's it called? That one with Harvey Keitel they remade with Nicolas Cage uh, about the figgy lieutenant. What's it called? Oh, bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant, yeah. Bad Lieutenant. Uh, it's sort of that sort of corrupt, crazy, drug-taking cop, isn't it? It yeah, looks I good. Reading, I mean, I his performance the, looks excellent. I started reading the
1: book ages ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he should be uh, nominated because he did Welcome to the Punch, one of <laughs> the worst films I've ever seen. Sure. So I think that would have taken taken
0: it down, just like uh, Eddie Murphy when he was nominated, but then produced that film uh, Norbert and so wasn't allowed to win.
1: Yeah, I think you should. Your average should go down if he realised you did yeah, yeah.
0: a terrible film. No, fair enough. Fair enough, really. Well, that's our letters for this week. Um, I've also seen a film, Marek
1: Oh, before we leave the letters thing, mm-hmm. can we say
0: that we're in in that
1: coming week to the end of the year we're going to do our top ten or top seven films?
0: Yeah, we're going to do a rundown in a couple of weeks' time of our favourite films of the year. So, if you've got any uh, that you absolutely loved that came out this year, or um, you'd just like to put your votes in, then do email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com, or you can put them on our Facebook uh, wall or message us at Facebook forward slash filmfandango. Um, you can, can tweet us I guess we'll collate them all together um, that's at Film Fandango or you can talk to us at Mr David Reed and at Merritt Larwood um, and we will run down our favourite films of the year um, in two weeks time um, great I've, uh, I've seen a film this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was one on a bit of a punt, actually. I'd heard about it recently. It's just gone from cinema release to streaming, so I was able to watch it.
1: Did you um, use that streaming programme that you... Uh...
0: Oh, that's not a streaming programme, the one we talked about before, the one Gemma Arrowsmith suggested. Just watch. It's um, That's uh, just an app that tells you where everything is on. But, no, I didn't, actually. I just was told about this film, actually. It's, it's called The Gift, and it's um it's i knew very little about it other than it uh, starred Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall both of whom i like um Jason Bateman you may know from arrested development uh where he plays uh michael um uh, the main character in it and he's also in the horrible bosses movies amongst other things and teen wolf is he in teen wolf teen wolf 2 is he what's he in teen wolf 2 he's a, he was the uh the, the werewolf in Teen Wolf 2 a long time ago really yeah, he was it really I did not know that yeah um, yeah he's also in uh, Hancock that uh, Will Smith homeless superhero film um, and then Rebecca Hall who's in everything and is great this film is about a couple who moved to a new town sounds nice yeah and that's it uh, no and uh, they moved back to his hometown in fact and They end up, very soon, in fact, the day they move in, somebody rings on the doorbell. No, I'm getting it wrong. They bump into... Knocks on the door. No, they bump into a guy at a department store when they're buying furniture for their new place. And it's an old old friend, seemingly, from the guy's school. And he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in years. Wow, you look so different, blah, blah, blah. And then, that very afternoon, that guy rings on the doorbell and... It's just a bit socially weird, where he doesn't read social cues, and is they're starting to worry. He thinks they're now best friends.
1: This sounds like a, one of my a French film, right? I watched
0: years ago. I've talked about it, called Harry. He's here to help. Harry, he's here to help.
1: It's about a, a couple a family are driving across, to right. Move somewhere new, and they meet at a service station, and he talks about this story he wrote in the school newspaper. He was obsessed with.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, I don't, Karen I don't know. I, I'll, I'll Google that. But um, basically, it's what happens with this guy who's called Gordo, or that's his nickname anyway, and the their past they had together because they weren't even friends at high school either. It was just you know someone in his year, yeah. You know, and. How it just—it's quite creepy, and it's a small thriller. That's you know, it's not all set in one place, but it's largely around the house. And in the early days, has the feeling that it's going to turn into a home invasion film, you know. And it's far more mature and cleverer than that. It it surprises you where this film goes, and I won't spoil it. What was the biggest surprise? Is on reading about it, this film is the is both written. And the directorial debut of Joel Edgerton, who is also, he he also plays Gordo in it. But
1: he's, he's, uh,
0: he's, he he was great in the Warrior. In Warrior with Tom Hardy, he's uh, Tom Hardy's brother, the incredibly stacked UFC fighter. Yeah, And he wrote and directed this. This is his first film. And I have to say, for a debut, it's great. It's really good. And it doesn't go where you'd expect it to. It's, it's smart. Um, it's not perfect, but it's it is really really fun, um, and it's a proper it's a proper thriller that avoids cliches really well. You know, in thrillers, it's always like, yeah, well, of course they went there and yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: What What did you watch on? I asked. What What?
0: I watched it on Blinkbox. I might what is it? I might watch this. It looks quite good. It is good fun. It's good fun. So
1: I can't believe that he is actually directed. Has a time? Why he's he Hollywood blockbusters to write and direct films?
0: Yes. Yes, what he's he's done a bit of writing before, in that um, he now let me get this right. He, I mean, Warrior is one of the most. Un, I watched Warrior thinking
1: it's a rubbish fighting film, and it took a punt on it. Yeah, and Warrior oh, is it's phenomenal. If
0: um, if people haven't watched Warrior, it, it's 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 always like stealthily making. Uh, testosterone men watch a film about feelings. Like it's a phenomenally good film, it's and also the 41
1: perform- in the IMDb chart is it really? Yeah. It
0: deserves to be. Uh, Nick Nolte's performance as their alcoholic dad is the whole heartbreakingly thing is really brilliant. If you like Rocky, oh, I, it,
1: I never really like Rocky. It's better than that.
0: Yeah. Well, Joel Edgerton wrote the story for a film called The Rover that came out in 2014, um, and that. Uh, you may remember it looked a bit Mad Maxy and had Guy Pearce and Robert Pattinson, the guy from Twilight. In it, is
1: he Australian? He's Australian, is he?
0: Uh, Joel Edgerton, I'm not sure, but all those guys are. So that that sounds likely. No, Robert Pattinson is not Australian, is he? He's British. Anyway, I'm talking rubbish. The Gift is uh, is a good it's a good thriller, and it deserves to do well. I I'd say. Give him more stuff to do this was really interesting that's great I'm, very I'm, well written
1: I look forward to, to watching that
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. well yeah. Uh, there's not much more to say about it have you seen Joel Edgerton in anything else apart from Warrior
1: yes he has been in uh, I'm looking at Animal oh and the other film that is absolutely amazing is um, he was in Animal Kingdom
0: I didn't see Animal Kingdom
1: which was it's um, it, Ben Mendelsohn's in it as well. Guy P- uh, Pierce is in it. It's about a family uh, of c- criminals, uh, and there's and there's like it follows the story of a boy. His family are all these like, horrible murderers and criminals. Yeah, it's really bleak. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: Great.
1: So I would watch. Yeah, uh, he just—he uh, was also in. And that. that
0: was a good year for him because he also played Metal Beak in *Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul.
1: Oh, great! Gatsby, I've seen him in. I've not seen *Black Mass* up now. now. Um, he was
0: in yeah, *The Thing*, wasn't he? The remake of *The Thing*.
1: Exodus, which I did not go and watch. It looks terrible. The big budget. Um... They keep
0: making massive fantasy films based upon Bible stories set in the Middle East and casting the whitest people they can find. Because there was that... another one that's yet to come out. It's coming out soon, and everyone is super white in it. Um, it's really weird. There's trailers for Moby Dick at the
1: moment. It's called The Heart of the Sea or something. Oh yeah, it looks really shit. And does it? Mm. these are epic films they haven't really got nowhere they didn't really get right they haven't really got any of these um, is it because the stories in the bible are actually
0: bollocks is that why is that why they're just not very good stories I
1: don't I don't know David no I'm trying to find Heart of the Sea so I'm, I'm looking on IMDB I mean, you, you might as well not listen to this podcast just, just go, go on IMDB You spend half an hour on IMDB and then it's just the same thing really just
0: sort of burbling to yourself and uh, that'll be the same. Um, well, I think I think they'll probably do. But Joel Edgerton, turns out, not just a pretty face. Well, he's done, he's done some good
1: films. Well done, Joel. And I expect we'll be hearing some more from you in 2016. Buddy's just come to give me a kiss. <laughs> Buddy's the dog. Um, David's dog.
0: Buddy, the podcast dog. Uh, If you'd like to do a jingle for every part of this show so we can slowly reduce the amount of content, then please do. Here comes the police sirens. Yeah, um, that would be good. Um, We sporadically get adverts at the beginning and end. I hope they're um, tolerable. Do tell us if they're not. Um, but we have done those because we do this podcast for free and we would like to continue to do so. So um, if you've enjoyed the podcast in the past or want to enjoy it in the future uh, and would like to donate towards our running costs, then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there and everyone who's donated so far. Thank you very much. You are the bestest. Um We'll be back next week for our um, Christmas slash Star Wars episode. So that's an exciting one, isn't it? well uh, if you're looking forward to a Star Wars film. or Christmas um you know I mean if you hate both of those things uh, or are indifferent to them you know well if you if, hate
1: Christmas you are probably the only person that should listen to this on Christmas day yeah if you
0: are a uh, if you are a Jewish Star Trek fan then maybe that just don't listen to it maybe not for you but um you know well
1: any any sort of, any other sort of religion. Yeah, history. religion,
0: or you know, if you hate sci-fi, then uh, you know we're trying to be as ubiquitous and uh, easy as universal hate, as possible. If you
1: hate God, you're <laughs> listen to the right podcast. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Keep watching, watching the, the films. films.
0: Cool fact.